Hey, you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh, the fun startup podcast. I'm your host, Eric Melcher. On ICL, we interview an innovative entrepreneur in the European tech startup scene every week. My goal is to have my guests share their wisdom or having a little fun in the process. Now let's dive in. Hello, beautiful people. How are y'all doing? Eric Melcher here. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me out of your very busy day as I get to talk to some of the most inspiring and innovative people in the startup scene here in Europe. Now, I'm going to introduce you to Adrian, but before I do that, I don't want you to miss a single episode of the show. So whatever platform you're on right now, if you haven't already, just reach out and give that subscribe button a push. That way you're notified every time there is a new episode. Anyway, my friends, I'm really excited about this. I'd like to introduce you to Adrian Siggy. Adrian started his career in the financial field, having worked in Great Britain and for companies such as Banca Transylvania and Goldman Sachs. He then co-founded Pago, which is an application that automates payments to suppliers, and they have close to 400,000 active users and are projected to do about 3 million, 3 million euro in operating revenue in 2023. Adrian, welcome to Innovators Collab. Hi, Eric. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. So Adrian, it's funny that, that sometimes when you visit a place or you first move to a place, you see things that in some cases you're like, wow, this is advanced. We don't have this back in my home country. So for example, a few years ago, I, I first went to Promenada Mall. It's a mall that's it's fairly new. And I was amazed that you could pay for your parking ticket and not have to swipe your ticket at the gate when you were trying to exit. And their system was able to read your license plate and uh, they could tell that you paid and the gate would open automatically. I thought that was pretty advanced at that time, but sometimes things aren't that advanced. So for instance, I believe a few years ago, you had a conversation with the CEO of MasterCard here in Romania, and it was about how Romanians pay invoices. Can you tell us about that conversation, which I believe was a light bulb moment for you? Yeah. It was. I mean, this is when we decided Pago needs to happen. It wasn't called Pago at that time, but we kind of had this experience where it was a pain to pay utility bills in Romania. You have to collect them from your postbox or email or SMS or how, you, how each company sends them to you and then keep them somewhere because it's not necessarily the moment to pay them when you receive them and then pay them when you receive the salary or end of the month or whenever. So we kind of had this idea, there must be a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. But we thought for sure, you know, there's some other company getting ready to deal with this problem out there. And then yeah. when I met the CEO of MasterCard at, at an event and he was telling me, look, this is a huge opportunity for Visa and MasterCard. It's a huge market and Romanians are still paying vast majority cash offline. And there's no one looking at this problem. Someone should really look at this problem. And we <laughs> thought, okay, let's, let's look at this problem. See if we can solve it. Were you thinking, wait a minute, how many drinks has this person had? Or were you thinking seriously <laughs> at that time? Like, wait a minute, this guy has a, has a point here. No, I mean, he's a, he's a serious guy. You, you take serious when, when, when he talks and for sure he has all the statistics. I mean, if anything, Visa and MasterCard are a really good source of statistics and information about the market. So, uh, yeah, we, we took this problem. I actually told him, look, I think we have a possible solution. Would you like to meet us in maybe a few weeks time for us to show you? He's like, yeah, for sure. If you have an idea, let's talk. 
And we actually ended up partnering with them when we launched Pagwon. So he held his part of the bargain. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So I read somewhere that, that when you were trying to get started in a span of like six months, you had discussions with like 25 different suppliers, but you only managed to sign four of them. So how did you start getting traction? Because at that rate, it doesn't seem like you were able to get off the ground. So what happened at the beginning here? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we thought it would be easy. We go to the suppliers, we present them this innovative way to pay the bills where everything comes automatically in, in one screen and with one button, you pay them all and they would all fall off their chairs and give us all their resources to build the, basically the connections to receive the bills from, from them. That's one. And also sign our contracts to pay us for this wonderful service. Okay. And both of those did not work. I mean, they, they were struggling to allocate resources for the projects they already had to build online platforms and go towards digitizing their business and also signing contracts. I mean, you know, for them, adding a new method of payment is not such an easy thing to do. So we, we pivoted basically. It was either we give up the idea uh -huh. or we find someone else who went through all this process. And this was a bank, Banca Transylvania, okay. where I had the uh, advantage of being part of their team before I, I, I worked in Banca Transylvania for three years in their asset management business. So, and I also knew the CEO from the, my, my current role at the time. I was an investment analyst covering banks in Romania uh -huh. for, for a, an American fund managing fund investment management company who was a big shareholder in Banca Transylvania. So I kind of had his, let's say attention, you know, you know for one hour, every few months. Gotcha. And in one of these meetings, I told him about the idea and he actually said yes from the first meeting. I was, I was so surprised. And I think we were really lucky because the timing was perfect. They were just taking away bill payments from their physical locations. Mm -hmm. And for him, this was a way to kind of show, yes, okay, we're taking bill payments away from our branches, but look, we are launching this way better solution for paying your bills. So the solution for us was we use their contractual agreement, but we build the experience and we make it much easier for you to see the bills and, and pay for them. Okay. So while this is all happening and before they came on board to help out, how were you, how were you covering like all the costs to like build the platform or the application? Was there any sort of investment from the initial, from the initial launch or were you just, was it just out of pocket? It was our, our money, me and Alex, my co-founder. We invested our own money at the beginning, but Banca Transylvania, they also became a shareholder very early in the process. So at that first, same first meeting with the CEO, he said, okay, we'll help you, but I would like to become a shareholder in this company with the bank, of course, not himself. So the bank itself became a minority shareholder even before we launched the product and they helped us then finance uh, the more expensive part where we actually had to build the product that we were presenting in our slides and launch it and market it and so on. Were you or Alex doing any of the coding or is that somebody you, you, you hired a developer for, for that part? This was Alex's team. So Alex, before Pago, he, he had his own app development studio where he was building apps for external clients. Gotcha. Pago was one of those projects, but then as the project grew and started taking more and more of his and the team's time, it became like a full-time thing for them. Okay. And for the audience, what, I mean, what does Pago do, Adrian? It saves time in 
towards. So instead of spending, I don't know, one, two, three hours per month collecting bills and checking due dates and remembering when you have to pay them, mm -hmm. everything is automatic. Everything happens automatically. So you receive the bills in the app as they're issued. You receive notifications when you have the new ones. Then you receive notifications when they're due. You can pay all with one confirmation. We actually have one client, he, uh, he holds the current record for fastest payment in the app. So he paid 34 bills in 28 seconds. So we have the, the time when he opened the app, when he finished all the payments, it was 28 seconds. I mean, it's, it's really fast once you set up all the, all the suppliers. And obviously you can pay for multiple locations. So if you have a lot of rented locations or you pay for the office or for the parents, grandparents, I don't know, someone else in the family. Yeah. You can also get, you know, their bills sorted. You can add multiple cards. So you pay your own bills with your own card, your parents' bills with their card and so okay. on. So everything is, is there for you to not spend time with this. And not just utility bills, we also have insurance and a bunch of other payments, which are repetitive either monthly or annual that you, you, you sort really fast. Okay. Who's your typical customer? Because I thought it was just a, a typical, you know, resident homeowner, but it sounds like maybe there's sm small business owners that are taking advantage of this. So who's your, your ideal customer? The, the typical customer is, yeah, individuals, homeowners. I mean, we do have some people paying for their business utility bills. So if you have a small office or I don't know, lawyers and doctors who have their own practice and so on. They, they, they pay the bills from Pago, but vast majority of bills is yeah, individuals paying for their three, four bills they receive every, every month in their household. Okay. And then, you know, once they get this sorted, they add other bills if they manage payments for multiple locations. Okay. And what are like the five top bills that people are paying besides like the utility? Bills? So it's, it's utility bills. So you have your electricity, gas, telecom, mobile, water, and waste collection. Those are the, the, the main ones. Okay. And then we also have the option to pay installments. If you have consumer loan, if you pay, if you pay off your, your credit card insurance installments, there's a few other let's say not necessarily utility payments, but you still have to make a monthly payment. So if you have a, a contract with your fuel, like a, a fueling station, there, there, there's a service where you, you, you go and fill up your car and then you pay at the end of the month. You don't pay on the spot. We have companies like Avon and Oriflame with, with their cosmetics security companies. This is quite a, a big and growing sector in Romania. So basically anything that you pay on a monthly basis and there's a barcode on it, you can pay it from Pago. We have over right. 400 companies you can pay to. Yeah, I need to tell my wife to use this because she's always like every month, like, <laughs> oh, I got to pay the bills. And like, she'll spend like a couple of hours. And I'm like, what are you doing? Can't you just like automate this somehow? So I don't think she's aware of this, but I'm going to tell her right after this call. Now, how did you yep. get your first users? I mean, you guys uh, almost have 400,000 users, which is quite a large number, you know, for the size here of the, the country and the population. How did you start getting traction? So it was, it was two things. The first users were actually the employees of Banca Transylvania, our shareholder by this point. When we launched the app, they suggested, let's, let's give the, the beta version to our employees, which at that point they had 6,000. Now they're up to over 9,000 or something. Okay. So we, we basically had not all 6,000 installed the app, but we had probably close to a thousand people installing the app and sending us feedback. 
We, oh, wow. we integrated an in-app chat, which is also now available. I think we just passed 1 million conversations with our users on there. So they were using this to send us feedback. You know, this bill was not, or I paid this bill and it's still showing in Pago. So, you know, bugs that we had basically in our connection with, mm-hmm. with the suppliers. And yeah, this helped us a lot. And then the second phase was the partnership with MasterCard, where because it's such a big use case for them, it's, it's in terms of volume, it's, it's a huge market. Per year, it's around 10 billion euros, okay. which if you compare it, for example, with online payments for everything else, in 2022, it was about 7 billion euros. So if you move 1% of bill payments to card, it's like moving more the entire market 1% to card payment. Yeah. So for them, it's a use case where it makes sense to invest. So they basically invested in our growth. They helped us with the marketing budget, which yeah, the first two campaigns were, were financed from, from money from MasterCard. Basically. Okay. And you're expanding outside of Romania. I think you're in Poland now, in even Italy. Is that correct, Adrian? Yep. Yeah, the app is launched in Poland. And this year we are working to launch in in Italy. Now, how are you getting those contracts in those countries? I know here in Romania, you worked with uh, Banco Transylvania, but how are you doing it abroad? Yeah, in in the meantime, we moved from the necessity to sign contracts with suppliers. Obviously, it's it's an objective for us. we, We try to sign contracts with as many as possible. In Romania, we have a lot of them. But in other countries, we we basically add suppliers, our users add the suppliers in the app. So if you have four different bills from four different companies and in Pago, you can only find two, there is an option in the app to send us an example of the bill. And then we set up that supplier. So payments arrive where they should in the account of the supplier. And to them, it looks like a payment made through a bank transfer and it gets confirmed in the account of the user, but we don't have a contract with the supplier to actually process payments. And this is actually the most difficult aspect about what we do. I mean, in each country, there's hundreds, thousands of suppliers. In Italy, there's over a thousand. If you have to spend time to sign contracts with all of them, it would take forever, basically. Even Banca Transylvania in Romania, they had 60, 62 contracts when we started. Now we have over 400 suppliers in India. So you still don't cover the entire country, even as the largest bank in the country with an objective to actually add as many suppliers as possible. So what we do is we, we go in a new country, we try to populate the list of suppliers as fast as possible, get some traction going, get some transactions happening. And then when we go over, I don't know, a thousand, 2000, 5,000 transactions per month, Then we go to the supplier and say, look, we just processed 5,000 transactions for you last month. We send them one by one. Maybe it would be nice if we send you a nice file every morning or we send them over, you know, by API and you can, you can process those transactions easier and sign a contract. Right. And yeah, yeah, the the answer is yes. And that's how we, yeah. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Are you currently planning another stage of investment at this time, Adrian? I mean, the business is generating the the cash to cover most of our expenses. So our kind of burn rate, as it's called, it's, is not that big. We are now expanding the team, but also the revenues are growing. So it looks like from the current planning, probably end of this year, beginning of next year, if we really manage to grow as fast as we, we hope, there will be a kind of gap between money going out and money coming in that we would need a, a financing. But otherwise, also until now, we, we, we managed 
the business, not necessarily bootstrapped. I mean, we did take financing, but more in the, in the, in, in debt, not equity financing, which yeah, helped us grow until now. Okay. Okay. Who's your biggest competitor right now? Is there a competitor in the market here in Romania? Whenever I get this question, I say Habit is our biggest competitor <laughs> because people are, are so used to the way they pay the bills. Now they, they don't take the, I don't know, five minutes to try it. But yeah, otherwise it's, you know, other ways of paying bills online, I guess. So when you go to your bank, you can, you can pay the bills. It's still a manual process and it takes time and you need most of the time to have the physical bill or at least the electronic one in front of you. So in terms of experience, there's, there's a couple other apps who kind of try to copy us. I like to think it, it doesn't work as, as nice as it does in Pago and not for sure, not with as many suppliers, yeah. but you know, even if we take together what we do as part of the market, plus them, plus everything else online, you still get to 25%. So 75% of the market is still paying offline, spending two, three hours per month with something that should take really a couple of minutes. So it's habit still. Yeah. Habits are hard to break. Yeah. Most people who have no desire to change. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now, true. Adrian, something else that I found fascinating, you're also co-owner of Chant New Golf. Can you tell us what that is and why you got interested in being an investor in that? Yeah. It's it's more like a hobby. It's also a business, but it's a, basically an indoor golf facility where we have trackman simulators where you can go and practice or play golf, but indoor. It's basically you, you, you have a space where you swing the club and you, you, you hit the ball yeah, like you would outside, mm -hmm. but the ball slides into a projection screen where it stops. And then on that screen, you see a projection of what would have happened if you would be outside in really nice high definition 4K resolution. And Trackman really invests in making their 3D animations look really cool. Yeah. Plus you're inside when it's too cold, like now, or too warm, like in the summer, you can, you can stay in a, in a nice you know, 21 degrees Celsius, you know, enjoy the, the beer with your friends and, and play yeah. some golf. And you don't have to walk like the and, length of a course. <laughs> which for some is a disadvantage, right? I mean, yeah. some people play golf or, or a lot of people play golf also for the nice 10 kilometer walk or whatever it is in, a, in an 18 hole round. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't need to walk. It, it's all you know, yeah. quite static, but it's still good exercise. I mean, after two hours of playing, especially if you play in like by yourself or two people, it's still quite good exercise. Yeah, no, I want to check that out. I, like I mentioned before the show, there was something like that back in Houston and I miss playing golf. I haven't played since I moved here in Bucharest. They're just, well, I just haven't played, you know, but listen, we've got some rapid fire questions for you, Adrian. So come, let me know what the answer is that you immediately think of. Don't spend too much time thinking about it. The first question for you is if you could only play nine holes with one golf club, which golf club would you pick? The eight iron. Eight iron? Okay. Yeah, that's a yeah. good choice. Yeah. Mine is a seven. I would pick the seven, but eight's pretty good too. Okay. Next yeah. question. Would you rather have $50,000 cash or dinner with Richard Branson? Oh yeah, the dinner for sure. I mean, okay. it would, it would, I mean, there's no comparison there. If you okay. say 500,000, it's still worth it. I probably wouldn't pay this much for it if he's watching yeah. or listening, 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, conversations with people like that. I actually, Richard Branson is, is one of my inspirations. I mean, I read probably all of his books and I think the way he kind of developed so many businesses in so many different fields with not much knowledge about the sector before getting into it, just with his kind of passion and ability to build teams around him. It's fantastic. So good dinner for sure. Yeah. I started watching a series on Netflix about him and I got through the first episode. I think there's like three or four, but mm. he is definitely fascinating. Very fascinating. Yeah. Character. All right. Next question for you. What's the most interesting thing you have done in the last 26 days, Adrian? Lost six kilograms. <laughs> really? How did you do that in 26 days? That's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work. That was, yeah, that, that was my new resolution. And I, I mean, I, Obviously, new resolutions have a short life lifespan. So I read somewhere that by 17th of January, you give up all the new resolutions. So the second one was not to give up by 17th of January. Yeah, it works. Okay. I, I still need probably another six, seven to get to the weight I want to get to. But yeah, it was interesting experience. And it kind of organizes other things in your life when you have to organize this part. Because I'm basically losing weight by eating less, not by, you know, yeah. huge exercise or spending too much time. Yeah. 90% of it comes down to what you eat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is, what is your superpower, Adrian? I don't know if it's a superpower, but I like challenges. I like to, you know, when, when I'm presented with a situation that looks really challenging and you need to put together a lot of elements from a lot of different people and information and then come up with a solution that that's, that's what. The, the part I like about, you know, Pago and my previous roles as well. That, that's when I feel like I love what I do. Okay. What is a favorite childhood toy that you played with? I had this really cool little car. I mean, in, in Romania, post-communist Romania, there weren't a lot of toys available and we all, all had the same toys. But I had this really cool, I think it was a Hot Wheels or something where you, you pull it back and it goes fast forward. I mean, this was really advanced one. I, Whenever we competed against other kids outside, mine always won. <laughs> and then someone, I think someone stole it from me during a camp or probably I lost it. I don't know, but it just disappeared one morning. But yeah, I really liked that one. It was cool. Okay. All right. Adrian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people learn more about you and Pago? I mean, obviously all the you know channels, we have social media and our website and so on. And yeah, we also try to from time to time go to events, especially startup events and tech events. This year, I really made another resolution to, to meet in person as many people as possible, stay off calls as, as often as possible. So I plan on going to all the events that are organized in Bucharest. So hopefully I'll see some of you there. All right, Adrian. Okay, everybody, think about how inspired you feel right now from Adrian's story. Imagine you have missed out if you missed out on that. So what I want you to do now is pay for this. That's right. Go to our YouTube Innovators Can Laugh page and subscribe. Or if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify and haven't already, give that subscribe button a push and share this on Twitter or LinkedIn. And we're even. This podcast is not free. You have to click to subscribe. All right, then have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.